the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Good day. Happy August 29th, 2013 to you. Yeah. Vacation looms. End of summer looms. Summer loving. Having a blast. Um, yeah, the summer romance is over. It's over, I tell you. On Wall Street, it's finished. It's finito. It's done. Stock market managed to string together some gains yesterday, but we're not hitting all-time highs. Bummer. Secretary John Kerry. Ye of Clint Eastwood's Clint Eastwood-esque statements, saying that a strike against Syria, will it or won't it or will it or won't it happen? Will it be unilateral? Will it or won't it? Will it or won't it? Suddenly, instead of looking like a cowboy, we're looking like softies. We're all angry at Assad for chemical weaponing his own people, trying to retain power. The phrase, trying to retain power, never typically ends well for dude trying to retain power in a country of millions. They tend to get upset and kill ye. So, in very thinly traded markets... We're paying attention to Syria. And the UK and France said, you know what? We want the, 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 the people to speak on this. And our people aren't exactly rah, 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 shish, boom, bah. Go ahead, go ahead, strike them dead. Repel them, repel them, make them really close to the crown. It's just not happening. So the strike, not imminent, or is it? Maybe it's a surprise strike now. Maybe Assad... He's uh, vacationing somewhere in Connecticut, taking a long weekend. Maybe they're waiting for him to come back. Who knows? I just think the U.K. and France are pretty wisely saying, you know what, we don't want this to spread. We don't want this to come to our backyard. So the people are, are tense. You know, we got out of Iraq. We're getting out of Afghanistan. Do we need something to get into? Thinly traded markets, summer loving, having a blast. You actually met see a, like a train going off the rails. Met a girl, cute as can be. You think I see like a train? Woo woo! Um, thanks. Thanks for that little negative encouragement. I thought we were in California. Like, aren't we supposed to say, hey, you only lost 10 to 1. Good job. So what do we have here? What do we have here? What do we have here? Okay, okay. So Verizon and Vodafone may split. Acrimonious. No, it's just money. It's just money, people. 
Nothing to get upset about. Move along. Vodafone is in talks with Verizon to sell its price stake in Verizon Wireless, the number one U.S. mobile carrier. It would be the third biggest deal of all time. We're talking something like $100 billion. $130 billion. That's a lot of money. Banks could raise $10 billion from each in the financing of this one. Verizon's hired advisors for a possible $100 billion bid and opening gambit. Vodafone is saying $120 billion, but banks are set to pull off billions in profits. Can you imagine? That would be a pretty big check. You know how they give you a big check if you win some sort of like charity thing or some sort of race? They give you a big check. That's how Verizon should ultimately pay Vodafone for Verizon Wireless. So that's, that's a positive story. Not nuking Syria positive story. GDP revisions, positive. I know you're saying, how is that? Positive. Uh, we went from 1.9% to like 2.7%. No, 1.7 to 2.5. So GDP gross domestic product of the United States was revised higher. But see, the problem there is past performance, not indicative of future results. So that's past. So we don't really care about that. We cared about that six to nine months ago. But that's okay. That's okay. It's still a good headline. We'll take it. It's better than a stick in the eye. Continuing claims for the week ending in August 17 dropped to 2.9 million, but the initial claims, the initial claims, 331,000. Another positive headline. Yay! Yay! Okay. How come the market's just not rocking and rolling, right? Well, A, no one's at work. Anyone who's got gross wealth is at the beach already. I'll be at the beach later today, but. Not there now, thus, not gross. I've got good wealth. I don't have grotesque wealth. i got something grotesque on me. i got something growing on my neck. Kidding, kidding, kidding. No gross. Um, SP 500 up 3, the Dow up 21, the NASDAQ up 20. Yay! Syrian strife. We're not going to bomb them yet. Their people are in torturous hell anyway. But I'm going to be at the beach this weekend. Sipping Margaritos. Which uh, is a combination of margaritas with Doritos. It's a Rob Black concoction. Patent pending. Gold down nine. Oil down fractions. Oil struggle. Oil is working harder, but no serious strike. And Exxon and Chevron come down in price. Serious strike. Exxon and Chevron go up in price. A labor organizer says McDonald's should share billions in profits with their workers. You know... I'm on the fence on this one. Okay, no, I'm not. I don't think fast food should be a category that's a career. I know. I know you're saying, Rob, you're speaking from gross wealth. No, it's just wealth, not gross wealth. It's, it's good, but not great. Today is a big protest. The people who flip burgers, about 500 people, workers, activists, religious leaders, news crews, Standing outside Fifth Avenue McDonald's, protesters are chanting, Si, si, puede. Si, si, puede. Or, hey, ho, ho, 725 has got to go. Hey, ho, ho, 725 has got to go. On strike, can't survive on 725. Now, I come from the background that if you don't like it, go find another job. And if you can't find another job, suck it up. I don't... I think a a robot could make a pancake now. I would be very, very, very cognizant of that. 
I think robots can do really cool things, like vacuum your house and mop floors and build cars. If a robot can build a car, I'm pretty sure it can flip a pancake. So blue and white collar jobs across America differ like golden clay. People always want better working conditions, and it's easy for me on this side of the fence to say that Wendy's, McDonald's, and Burger King, Subway, those jobs are very transient. And, you know, I've always thought of them as for teenagers, but not necessarily so in a tough economy. You take what you can get, right? The average age of minimum wage workers is 35. 88% are 20 and older. So maybe I'm wrong. Do I think McDonald's should share their, their, you know, should I, do I think they should raise minimum wage? Or should it be the government that raises minimum wage? It's an argument, right? Top executive at Hugo Berra is out at Google after a very thorny romantic scenario. I know, billionaires and their private parts. Berra, formerly the VP of Android products, is going to join Xiaomi which is the Apple at China. Um, ultimately, he was having a relationship with a woman who the founder, Sergey Brin, wanted to have a relationship with. But founder, Sergey Brin, was married. So founder, Sergey Brin, leaves his wife so he could date Amanda Rosenberg. Oh, ye craziness. It's Rob Blackity Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Stocks rise as economy grows and weak. It should show another increase in job growth to 36.19. Ten-year Treasury. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm he, Rob Black. Hosting the old stock show. Global equity markets rebound from yesterday's losses. Yay! Relief that a military strike on Syria won't be unilateral. So the UN's fact-finding is complete. We're waiting for it. So Secretary Kerry, Secretary of State John Kerry, um, it's not going to occur until there's some unilateral validity to it. Strength today in consumer discretionary financials, technology, telecom services, weakness in energy, healthcare, materials, and utilities. Second quarter GDP revised up to 2.5% from 1.7%. Treasury yields climb in reaction to it. Global equity markets rebound from yesterday's losses. Commodities are trading in the red. Gold trading lower, copper lower. Energy space is trailing the overall markets. So we got that going on. So I want to introduce a concept of... So you think you had a bad day. And this is real simple. It could be a lot worse out there. And it is a lot worse out there. 
maybe a little lighter. Chris Jenner. She's been told by Fox executives that her six-week trial run at being a talk show host is going to be just that. She's not coming back for a second run. So one of the Kardashians finally flops aggressively. Is this the beginning of the end of the Kardashian clan? She's the mother of six, turned manager, was recently told there's no chance the talk show is going to be getting a green light from Fox. A, ta- a family with no talent. A family that's only famous because of, well, a videotape. But you think Chris Jenner's having a bad day? Oh, no, 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 no. Kim Jong-un's ex-girlfriend. Yeah, you know that little teeny tiny guy who runs North Korea with lots of nuclear weapons? His ex-girlfriend's having a really, really bad day. She's a North Korean singer. She's known as the ex-girlfriend of the reclusive state leaders, Kim Jong-un. Oh, she's been executed by a firing squad. She violated the laws against pornography and publicly was executed on the 20th. Yeah, not so good dating a dictator when it ends. It's great when it's all happy and roses. So, she was accused of making and selling tapes. They've gone on sale in China. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Just Okay, so I've broken up with some women in my life, but none of them have been assassinated. You've been dumped. You've been cheated on. You've been lied to. You've been misled. Heck, it's, you've had that happen by your employer. So, anyway, that's the segment called So You Think You Had a Bad Day. Could be worse out there, right? And we can kill the music for that. Nicks. Nick. It's over. Come on. We don't want to pay royalties on that. Russian President Vladimir Putin was infuriated by a recent comment from U.S. President Barack Obama that compared Putin to a bored kid in the back of a classroom. <laughs> Putin is kind of Russian leader. He likes taking his shirt off and riding horses so he looks more manly. It's weird. He says, I don't have a bad personal relationship with Putin, Obama said. When we have conversations, they're candid, they're blunt, oftentimes they're constructive. I know the press likes to focus on body language. He's kind of got that slouch looking like a bored kid in the back of the classroom. But the truth is that when you're in conversations together, oftentimes they're very productive. So Putin was infuriated by that. So this segment, I'm bringing up crazy stuff. First and foremost, we chase insanity in the United States. The fact that the Kardashians are even mentioned as much as they are, um, years and years and years and years past the fact that they shouldn't have been mentioned tells you that we believe in stupid stuff. Most Americans don't save for their retirement. Most Americans know who the Kardashians are. Um, there's a dictator out there, a guy named Kim Jong-un. Un, un. And um, I bring him up because he's got nuclear weapons. Tomorrow the markets could be shaky. He could decide, you know what, I don't like South Korea anymore. I'm going to blow them up. He's put on footage of blowing up a U.S. city with a nuclear bomb on their in-house television systems in North Korea. Any day, something bad could happen. Vladimir Putin, who is kind of a masculine man, his friends often become billionaires at the price of his people. We don't have the best relationship with Russia. I look at him as corrupt. I think the world looks at him as corrupt. I don't think Russians are proud of him, from what I can tell. Um, I think Obama's 
pretty much so a nice guy, and he tries to get along with people, and can't get along terribly well with Putin, and calling him a kid who slouched in the back of the room, like a bored kid. I think it's it's kind of spot on, but it, again, it tells you, you'll hear me say, hey, you know, there's these emerging markets where they like blue jeans, they like American blue jeans, Bruce Springsteen, I love him, I love him. Um, Brazil, Russia, India, and China, you'll hear about South Korea, you'll hear about, you know, Vietnam, and Indonesia, and India, Taiwan, now China, things have changed, and they're great stories, but sometimes these stories have flip sides to them. Putin's a nut. Kim Jong-un is a nut. America is nutty because of our love affair with the Kardashians. What's this mean? As an investor, you can't really ever buy into your own story. I've got a story that, you know, we all have to retire. Age 62 out of 100. There's a story out of Portland that someone took, obviously, me too seriously. I said, you know, if you don't have a retirement plan to live from 60 to 100, consider going into a bank, asking for a dollar, and waiting for the police to show up, and you'll get life in jail. That's better than not having a plan and living in a trailer park to me. I know you're saying, you'd rather live in jail than a trailer park? Yeah. But now that I think about it, it won't be really a blue-collar jail that I want to be in. I want to be in a white-collar jail, so I've got to figure out some way to extort money, you know, end up in a white-collar jail. But, yeah, we all have a plan. And, again, the flip side of my plan is we got to get to 60 with a lot of money. You have to believe in capitalism. But, yeah, there's some messiness to it. Today, look at, you know, too many people are living off minimum wage. Too many people in America are living off minimum wage. Um... Living off, not paying for high school prom. Living off. So, anyway, you're saying, did you prepare enough of a show today? I did. Consumer spending is, I think, one of those stories on the back half of the year. I typically say, hey, the back half of the year looks good because we're slowly adding jobs. But I don't like what I'm seeing in spending. We're buying cars, we're buying houses, we're buying stuff to put in our houses, like paint. We're not buying a lot else. You can find me online at robblack.com. Got a big event coming up in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel, September 12th. It's a retirement planning workshop. It's for you. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. iHeartRadio Station. One of the four horsemen of the apocalypse rode fury over the landscape this week when Miley Cyrus released her performance upon the world that included twerking. Okay, she's just a 20-year-old kid, and it's the music awards, the video music awards. It's MTV. What? That's what they do. Controversial streaming site Groove Shark is probably the best music site out there that you haven't heard of. Groove Shark is similar to Spotify and Pandora and Songza. Um, Sony Music, Warner Music, Universal Music, Legal Battles. Groove Shark does something kind of interesting. It licenses and shares music, of course. But you can play entire albums 
And now you're saying, what's an album? I just download singles. That feature's not available on Songza and Pandora. It's not available on Spotify. They do themed playlists, Pandora and Songza does, and Spotify does kind of like bullet shots. But Spotify can do the whole album if you figure it out. So you can listen to as much music as you want for free with Groove Shark. As much music as I want for free? The ads are video ads, which aren't quite as intrusive as audio commercials. I know you're saying, Rob, there's audio commercials pay for that music. There's no chance Groove Shark lives. Let's take a look at it. I speak from life experience of teaching you how to get great things, living the fabulous life without paying fab. Fab for less. That's what I tell you about. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Coming up. I've got some fantastic content for you. I know you're saying, you, you got nothing, do you? Okay, anyway, I got nothing. I got nothing. Nothing to see here. Move on. Um, I know you're saying, did you just do a segment last se- segment? Did you just do a segment on uh, dictators killing their ex-girlfriends? I kind of did. 800-516-1220, the SP500 is up 5,041, the NASDAQ up 27. Let's welcome in Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez is a mortgage lender. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Tony, fixing your credit. That's something we've all been there, gotten into a late payment. I have one in the last five years. And my story is kind of goofy. It was a mortgage payment that mm-hmm. I sent in the payment. They didn't cash the check. Uh-oh. Then they notify me, and they say, okay, now that you're almost late, send it to this P.O. box. And I thought I did. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, and that's the worst one to pay late is the mortgage, especially if you're looking at other kind of uh, real estate transactions, because it really hangs on there for quite a while, no matter what your credit score is. It dinged my credit? Yeah. Uh, credit score has the biggest effect on your uh, rate in almost any product that you're going to get, whether it's a credit card, a car loan, or a mortgage. The mortgage, obviously, is going to be the largest expense because you're going to pay that over 30 years, and it can really add up. The difference between a 640 score and a 740 score on a a traditional type of of loan is about 1%. On a $400,000 loan, that's $200 a month more that you're spending because you have a lower credit score. So the first thing I would do is get a copy of your credit report. You can go to annualcreditreport.com, or you can go to your creditor, Let's say you're doing a, a transaction of some sort. Hopefully, they'll be able to show you the, the, the credit report. Check for accuracy. Make sure that everything's on there. And if there's some things that you can fix that are easy, try to do it on your own or use that creditor. If they're a lot more difficult, then you could try using some of these invasive credit card companies and they, uh, credit repair companies, and they can range in price from $85 a month to a one-time $2,000, $3,000 fee, depending on how bad it is and how um, what's the necessity of, of how quickly you need it. So What's ironic or what's odd about a credit score is you have to use credit and maintain credit to have a good credit right. score. Right. There's a lot of misconceptions about how to keep your credit good yeah. and how to improve your credit. I, for instance, grew up as a young man thinking, if I have no credit card debt, they'll love me because I pay off my credit card. Where mm-hmm. a credit card company wants you to carry a balance because that's how they make money. And it's also how the it's part of their algorithms that they use to calculate your 
actual credit. You have to use your credit cards. The best way to do on a credit card, for example, is to have a balance below um, 30% of the limit. So if you have a limit of 10000 you want to keep it below 3000 But you want to keep using it. You, you definitely want to, don't want to pay it off every month. Your credit score will be lower than somebody who actually has 10 credit cards they pay on time and keep their balances low. Another way to keep your credit uh, clean is, is keep, keep accounts open and don't close them. But definitely make sure you manage it and they don't get stolen. And, and, and that brings up another point, too. You also want to keep... You want to keep them open on your account. Well, before we go there, keeping your credit lines open Mm -hmm. ages the account, the average years that you've had credit. So if you open up a lot of new credit cards, Mm -hmm. you're you've only had credit maybe from five years will go down to one year because you just opened five new credit cards. So correct, all all those years of of paying on time just got watered down because you opened up too many new credit cards. Yeah, there's there's several factors that will affect your credit, um, your lower balances. Uh, accuracy, collections, time, new accounts. Uh, th- there's three bureaus. There's Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. And add a .com at the end of each one of those, and you can go and get your own credit report. You can also d- do disputes. This is when you want to do your fixing your credit on your own. You can do a dispute through that agency or that bureau. Um, or you can use your creditor to do what they call rapid rescores. If you need a really quick transaction and there's something easy, maybe it was a, a mistake on your credit report, you can show up a bill and say, I did really pay this, and you can do a rapid rescore. And sometimes there's a big difference. Like if you're doing a rental property and you're buying an investment property, there's minimum scores you need to meet if you have a certain down payment. And some people need to do these types of rapid rescores. So getting in front of your credit is important. We talked about monitoring your credit. There's some good tools that you use. For instance? Credit Karma is one. Credit Karma? That's an app on a phone. It's an, it's an app, but what it, it, it may not be the most effective tool to managing your, your credit, but it gets you involved. It's, it tells you that all your accounts that are on there, what your balances are. And it also alerts you if, this, if new, new entries come up, new inquiries, and, and new credit. So it's a way that people get involved, and I think that everyone should be involved in their credit because it has such an impact in the, in the financial industry. Good idea. And one last final thought that I want to throw out there is to improve your credit score, go out and get a credit. You know, Go put $1,000 on your credit card and start paying it off slowly. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but if you really, really, really want to improve your credit, that's one way of doing it. Show that you could pay on time. We've been talking with Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Coming up, September 10th, Apple's going to release their new phone. Short for telephone. Remember when it was called a telephone? One month after they come up with iPhone announcements, it's a bit of a roller coaster. Typically, they're going to announce, well, we expect them to announce a new phone on September 10th. 
They're not moving at the speed of other market participants, which are coming out as fast as they can with new models and discounting old models. So are they on pace for evolution, revolution of technology? One month after the iPhone announcements, when the iPhone first came out, stock was down 6.9% one month later. When the iPhone 3G came out, down 1.1%. When the iPhone 3GS came out, down 3.9% a month later. When the iPhone 4 came out, down almost 1%. Now when the iPhone 4S came out, up 8.2%. The iPhone 5 last year was the beginning of the end of the hyper-growth phase of Apple. And you saw the stock lose 7.8%. A couple other things were happening. Capital gains taxes were going to be increasing at the end of the year from 15% to 20%, maybe 23.8% to help pay for Obamacare. So what will happen this time? In only one case out of the last six has the stock moved higher. Are you going to play those odds? It's kind of random to me. But there is a little bit of buy on the rumor and sell on the news. You know, we're not betting on is the sun going to set today. We're betting on will people want the phone? Will they be able to deliver the phone? Apple's been down as a stock. A new product could help get some momentum back. I think it's fair to say, if you look back at technology, things change fast. And when Apple is going up, I told you, things will change fast. One day, Sony had the whole world of themselves as the digital digital equipment play of the world. You had to have Sony speakers, Sony Walkman, Sony amps. Back in the day when people actually had big stereos, now they don't, I don't think. Do people buy stereo components anymore? I'm assuming they don't. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Mm. There's something happening on Wall Street that we have to always, you know, try to figure out. You have to try to get your greed and fear out of the way. Dollar seen casting off euro shackles as Fed tapers. That's going to be a headline that you have to digest when the Fed starts changing their direction. For the last few years, it's been low interest rates, and we're buying government debt, as well as mortgage debt. At some point in time, the Fed's going to stop buying government debt, and at some point in time, the Fed's going to raise interest rates. Can't go lower than where they are now. At least I don't think they can. When they took rates as low as they could, they decided, like, hey, what else can we do? And they started buying debt. Basically, the more buyers of said debt, lower rates went. Traders are paying the biggest premium right now for options, giving them the right to buy the dollar versus the euro. The dollar, in theory, should strengthen as interest rates strengthen. When the dollar strengthens, it's going to change the way you view manufacturing in the United States. It's going to change the way you view imports from Asia. So, from the U.S. side of the story... The risk-reward doesn't, you know, favor a higher euro. We seem to be the best country in the world at, at 
weathering the storm right now, although Asia certainly has some opportunities that the United States doesn't have in the future. I would say capitalism's best days are probably behind it until we come up with some killer new product. Companies like Google, Apple are doing their best. There's stories out there that Nissan will have a driverless car by 2020. I love that notion. Because let's say you get with your sugar booger today and you decide to make a baby. There's a very good chance that your baby won't get behind the wheel and have a couple beers and kill themselves. Or maybe that his friends won't get behind the wheel. I love that story. I think we all know people have died in car crashes or have died too early in life for reasons tied towards vehicles. I certainly do. Um, so maybe that's the next big innovation that changes the world. Do I, I know if that's happening in Asia? No, I don't. Do I know if that's happening in Europe? No, I don't. I, sometimes we get in a little bit into our own little backyard. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Global equity markets are rebounding um, across the board. Second quarter GDP was revised higher in the United States. Commodities are going a little bit weaker. Not enough to say, hey, look at things there. But enough to say, it's a nice day. We've got the 10-year Treasury at 2.7%. We've got the NASDAQ up 34. We've got the Dow up 58. We've got the SP 500 up 8. One of the stories that's interesting to me out there is how many people are upside down in their homes. Still, 23.8% of American homeowners owe more than their homes are worth. That's insane. Tells you how, much, how many people buy high, right? Tells you how many people chase performance. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up. Someone needs to call me today. i got a big event coming up at Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. It's a retirement workshop, boot camp. Coming up September 12th at Toll House. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. Getting the kids ready to go back to school. An ADT-monitored security system. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I love you. One of the things I like to do on this show is calm people down. Get them thinking about investing, but don't get them greedy about investing. Get them thinking that McDonald's new Mighty Wings should terrify the competition. Why? I've been to McDonald's and I... It's like a married man on a hot date. It doesn't happen all that often, right? No, no, it's like a 15-year married man on a hot date. 15 years into the marriage, the spiciness has gone away. You go to McDonald's, you're like, you don't go to McDonald's that often anymore. As an adult, as a kid, you do, because it's cheap. Uh, McDonald's new Mighty Wings should scare competitors like Wendy's and Burger King. I expect people to invest in companies like McDonald's. If they're going to invest, if you're investing in S&P 500, you're investing in companies like McDonald's. The chicken wings are just what McDonald's needs right now. You're saying chicken wings? Chicken wings! The menu item which launches nationally September 9th. 
also known as Best Day Ever. Did exceptionally well when the company tested it in Atlanta. Fast food space has become increasingly competitive, and it's, it's, it's hilarious. Subway is selling rolls, garlic rolls now, because the crappy turkey meatballs inside are just, you were tired of them. Wendy's is selling a pretzel bun, because the crappy burger and bun inside, or the burger and lettuce inside, is, is what it is. Burger King, and probably the lamest, the lamest product innovation of all time, is selling a french fry burger. You're saying, what is a french fry burger? Are they making doughs out of french fries? No. New, 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 new. Keep in mind, Kentucky Fried Chicken sells uh, basically a bacon burger, which is bacon cheese surrounded with two pieces of fried chicken. This is our nation. And you wonder why people in the Middle East hate us. Syria, that people are being killed with chemical weapons. And we're eating pretzel buns, french fry burgers. Okay, 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 okay. You're saying get to the point, get to the point, get to the point. Okay, 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 okay. The french fry burger. It is a normal burger that is topped with four french fries. Ta-da! I'll do it one more time, see if I can't get the ta-da music. It's a normal burger topped with french fries. <laughs> That's weak. Weak. Okay, so when McDonald's says they're coming out with wings, that ain't kind of that ain't kind of like odd like that uh, pretzel burger. It's not a gimmick. It's buffalo wings. They've got the ability to do large amounts of sourcing and Buffalo Wing customers, you know, they're not going to be lured. Buffalo Wild Wings, publicly traded company. Typically a play on the NFL. Buffalo Wild Wing customers aren't going to be lured by McWings because they want to watch sports too and drink beer. At some point in time, McDonald's could say, you know what, we're going to sell beer and have sports too. They won't, probably in my lifetime, but they could. So fast food companies can't compete with McWings. The item isn't expected to threaten traditional wing companies, but fast food companies can't compete. You know, there's companies out there that are in that product category already, like Popeyes, Chick-fil-A, KFC. So McDonald's is going after that market. And that's your story on chicken McNuggets and McWings and Mac whatever you care about. So again... I love it. Ronald McDonald's hamburger. Isn't the hamburger kind of a crazy image from your childhood? Rubble, rubble, rubble. Like, you kidding me? The hamburger? We need to put that image in children's heads that there's a guy that steals hamburgers? Hamburger. Hamburger, you say. Okay, so I got an email. You can email me, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. It comes to a woman, comes to me from a woman named Nancy. She goes, I just inherited $50,000. I'm going to J.P. Morgan to come up with an investment plan tomorrow. I watch you in the mornings. I appreciate your opinion. Have an appointment with my investment rep at J.P. Morgan. I'm supposed to be opening an investment portfolio. It scares me with these turbulent issues with Syria. Can you give me your thoughts on jumping into the market? Okay, first and foremost, you don't jump into the market. Nancy, you're a grown person. You're going to invest. If you're going to invest, you're going to invest with at least a time horizon of 2023. Otherwise, don't do it. So if you can't say, I need that money in 2023, or I need that money in 2014, 2015, 2016, don't invest. 
So that's the first thing to calm your nerves. Second thing, I can't calm your nerves. I could say, go look at a chart of the last 10 years. It's been pretty good. Look at the chart 10 years before that. It's been pretty good. Look at the chart of the year, 10 years before that. It's been pretty good. But you have to diversify your portfolio. Otherwise, it may not look so good. You have to be in some large cap, some mid cap, some small cap. Not the S&P 500, not the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. Three separate categories. Large, small, mid. You need some emerging, and you need some sort of income. And you've done really, really well in the last 10 years. Now, how can you keep your calm with news flows on Syria? Look, I'm more afraid of shark attacks than I am headline news. I'm worried that the sharks of the world are starting to watch Sharknado, and they're starting to get ideas. So how do you keep calm? You underperform. You underweight emerging markets because they have more exposure. I don't think the investor base of the United States is even aware of what's going on there. I think one of the mistakes that investors make is they look at absolute levels of growth rates. They don't look at some of the underlying conditions. They look at the level of GDP, but they don't look at the trajectory. And it's moving well. They go, ah, GDP is at 2.5%. I wish it was at 4 But when it's going from half to one to one and a half to two to two and a half, that's a good trajectory, and you make money on that. As money comes out of emerging markets, stocks, bonds, currencies, does that money go into the developed world? Does it go in the U.S.? Does it come into Europe? There's been no great rotation so far. There's been a lot of talk about a great rotation. So you might think like, oh, no, I'm going to get screwed if I put my money into this one category. But so far it hasn't happened. I think, should you be buying Coca-Cola and Procter Gamble? Probably not. Do you know why? Because Coca-Cola and Procter and Gamble, toothpaste and shampoo, and soda have a lot of exposure to emerging markets, which are the weakest right now, and may get weaker before they get stronger. So if you're going to go with new money, I'd say small cap U.S. is probably the best place to start. The sequester. Is it efficient? It's not efficient. That's something you need to know. You get a bunch of smart people in a room, and you have them design plans. It seems like it's going to go well, but it hasn't been efficient in saving money for the United States, even though on paper it looks like it. What? But did you say, Brock? I've been living it. Oh, he's been living it. Yeah, yeah. So stock market correction is going to happen, but let's talk about that. It's going to happen, right? Let's talk about stock market correction a little later in the show. Right now I want to talk about me, Glorious Me. And I'll get back to Nancy's question a little later in the show. I'm going to be doing an event at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. If you have retirement questions, it's the place where you go. Nancy inherited $50,000. That's not a lot of money for retirement. It's a lot of money in the short term. But in retirement, you're going to need a million. To learn more about what you need in retirement and more, you can sign up for the event at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos, California at robblack.com. It's September 12th, coming up in a couple weeks. Welcome back in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I love the idea of love. and I see what Sergey Brin's going through, basically leaving his wife, two children, for a hotter, younger model. Stinks. 
for the kids especially. In this day and age of information, I don't know the whole story. You don't know the whole story. But in this day and age, I feel bad for those two kids enormously. I don't know the whole story. 800-516-1220. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I just don't want you to be shy. I want you to ask the tough questions in life. Um, especially when it has to do with money. The Dow is up 78. The Nasdaq's up 38. The SP 500 up 10. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's a mortgage lender. He's my friend. He's the guy who does my loans. He's a good guy to use because he'll run scenarios for you and he'll walk you through the process. Um, getting a lower rate, we dream about that. I mean, we all want the lowest rate. We all want to wait for the lowest rate. We all want to time it perfectly. We all want to know what's going to happen next week. How do you go about getting the lowest rate? What's your thoughts here? Right, so at any point in time, there's going to be an average rate that's out there. There's never any kind of going rate. It's what they call an average rate, and it always comes along with some sort of point or a percentage of a point. Um, so the, the best technique, and it's become more apparent in this type of industry, the, the way that mortgages are what they call qualified or risk-layered is your credit. The first thing that you'd want to do is fix your credit. Higher credit scores will give you the best uh, opportunity to get the lowest rate. The difference between a 640 score and a 740 score on a traditional type of 30-year fixed, about one percentage point. On a $400,000 loan, that's about $2,400 a year you're going to spend more just because your credit score was lower. So how do you go about – I think you can manage things on your credit score. I think you can, try, you can manage some things on your credit score to help you get that lower rate, but you can't manage the rate, Right. Which so that that's plays a, into psychology. Right. That's another part of getting the lower rate is are, do you pay points? Uh, a lot of people are floating around these terms like no-cost loans. A no-cost loan does not necessarily mean a no-cost loan because you're paying a higher rate to get lower cost. But yeah. if you keep that loan – beyond that period of time that would have paid you back that $3,500 or so over five years, but you keep the house 10 years, you wasted money. You wasted $3,500 in that extra five years. So you always have to look at the, the amount of time you plan on staying in the house, property. You have to look at the cost to, have the, to pay a point and see how long it takes you to pay that back. I've paid points on at least seven or eight mortgages, and I've been happy on all of them but one. And, and the reason I wasn't happy was I hope I, that's not the one I did for you, right? <laughs> well, it kind of is. Um, rate, rates fell a lot. They fell from 6% down to 4%, down to 3%. Right. So when you bought points on a 6% loan down to 5.5%, and then you're, two years later you're at 3%, 3.5%, like I didn't need that, to. That, yeah. Right. So that's something that a lot of people have I got unlucky, but I got lucky at the same time because rates fell aggressively. Right, so you made up a little bit of the points that you paid. That is something that a lot of people were getting into, and there's something called benefit to borrower rules. When people do refinance and they're trying to get lower rates every time, there has to be enough benefit to the borrower. You're, you're, you have to have your closing costs paid back in a certain period of time, usually 36, 48 months. Your uh, payment has to drop a certain percentage, usually 5 or 6% uh, in order for even Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac to even allow you to do the loan. So. Be very careful. Although there are some tax benefits, if you do pay a point and you do refinance a year later, you get to write it off all at once as opposed to over that you know, 20 year or so period. So um, buying points is one of the options. Um, locking for shorter terms. What's that mean? What? Locking for shorter terms. Locking for a shorter term. So a 15 day lock, yeah. like say you're doing a refinance, you start the process and that's you lock brute. it. That's a damnation game. 
Right. So you lock a rate. You hope the deal gets done. You hope it gets done in 15 days. But or most people are just floating and then locking it once they get to the point where they can order, you know, sign their documents and then you, sh- you maybe do a 10-day lock or something like that. But what you, what happens here is you risk the rates going up. My philosophy on locking a rate is lock when you're comfortable, and locking doesn't prote- it doesn't. It's a, it's a protection from rates going up, not going down. And there are some float down rules, but they have to float down. The rates have to drop significantly in order to take advantage of that. So that's another way to do that. Uh, using different products, we just talked about the 15 year. It's um, yeah. and how the 15 year can make a uh, you know it's almost a three uh, three quarter spread between the 30 year and the 15 year. Um, that's one product. But the five year, let's say you know you're going to stay in the Let's property. talk about 15 real quick. Sure. We've got about a minute. My mom's now 78 and she has a 30 year mortgage. If I want it to, her next mortgage is a 15 here because she ain't going to make it to 93. That's just like there's some – or me. I'm not going to retire in California. I don't need another 30-year mortgage. Like maybe I will retire in California. I'm just saying mm-hmm. start applying scenarios to what sort of mortgage you need, right? Absolutely. Now back to you. Well, another product that you can – another technique is to use like a shorter-term arm, like a five-year arm. If you know you're going to stay to pro- uh, property for, let's say, five years – a five-year arm can be almost one point lower than a tr- traditional 30-year fix for the same kind of equity and credit score. So, uh, and why give away that that extra percentage point every month? It's another way to get a lower interest rate. Yeah, talk to Tony. Oh, that should be the, your next radio show. You do a radio show in the Bay Area on KDOW on 1220 Tuesday night. Tuesday night, six, six, six to seven. seven. People can find it at kdow.biz. If you want to stream it, it's kdow.biz. With that said, talk to Tony. He does mortgage loans. Uh, His show is The Real Estate Rapport. I'm Rob Black. This is Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm doing a little piece today on television at 9.15, Channel 4 Cron in the Bay Area, on low-paid workers, March for Equality. Today is National Strike Day for fast food workers. An alarming amount of Americans make minimum wage. And let me tell you what minimum wage is. It's eight and a quarter or something like that. Some cities have different prices and such. If you get sick and you're an hourly worker and you're making eight and a quarter, you miss a big chunk of everything you're going to make. You make $800 a month sometimes, which is too much sometimes for food stamps. So a lot of workers at fast food, depends the only meal they get is the meal that they eat at McDonald's, which is appalling to think about. But when you look at rent, and rent sometimes, what, 30 40% of your paycheck is what it should be? Very much left over. You know, jumping from 8 and a quarter to 9.50 <clears throat> for these people is astonishing. In the average American city, which is not the Bay Area, you have a child. One child with one adult with one child. Just to get by with food, housing, and lodge, you need to average at least $17.81 an hour. So I get why they're striking. I don't know if it's going to work. This is Rob Black, everybody, on the Wall Street Business Network.
3794. HR3492. 36-month monitoring contract required. General terms and conditions apply. Visit protectyourhome.com slash terms. online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So I'm going to jump back to that email that I got from Nancy in just a second. She inherited $50,000 medium JP Morgan rep. She's nervous about Syria. There's a video that's going around. And one of the big debates on Wall Street right now, one of the big debates in media is... Should the U.S. strike Syria, Assad, and his regime, and try to bring some sort of stabilization to that region? It's moral question of the day, right? I don't think it is a question. I think one thing the United States does well is military. And I think we're one of the strongest nations in the world, and we've got crazy technology, and I think we should use it when... Someone is killing their people. We don't get the concept of killing our people. Yes, we may see it in parts of California, particularly poor parts. And we insulate ourselves from it by saying, ah, that's just Richmond, or ah, that's just Oakland. And that's tragic. Because humanity is so much more than that. It's not desensitized. It's, it's living. It's understanding. So we're on the brink of a military strike against Syria. And people are lining up yes and no. We're pushing for some intervention. There was, alleged, there was alleged chemical attack on August 21st. You know, um, 3,600 people. And it doesn't take a lot of work to go figure out what this looks like. 3,600 people were killed. Horrifying images of death and injured. Many of them children and, and women. I've always said that, you know, men, we deserve to die. We've, we've, you know, vetted ourselves on that. The world was made by men, but it was women who refined it. And it's children where we find our humanity in. You can't tell me if you go to a swimming pool and see a five-year-old swim that's not pure joy and let you wish you had that. It is pure joy. A lot of the charity work that I do are tied towards children and animals because, to me, they're the innocence of the world. So should we strike Syria? Will the stock market correct? Will the stock market panic? Historically, the stock market actually rallies when strikes happen. And I think there are bad people out there, and I think there are bad people who should be punished. People like Slobodan Milosevic, who kills millions and millions of his own people. It's, it's, there's, it's inexcusable. And what would Assad do if there wasn't some sort of threat coming from bigger, stronger militaries? Syria is a two-year conflict. It's a war-torn country. There's a video going around right now. Um, and if you want it, I'll send it to you. Just drop me an email, robatrobblack.com. It's robatrobblack.com. Where a Middle Eastern man who, American media, we tend to portray Middle Eastern men as terrorists. 
There's not a lot of Middle Eastern men on television who aren't playing parts of terrorists. Uh, or a Middle Eastern man in the video is reunited with his son that he had thought was to be dead. It is graphic, the amount of relief and happiness. Now, I, re- I use the phrase twisted joy because it's, it's weird to see. So he's reunited with probably a four-year-old or five-year-old child. It's tough to tell. But again, it's good to see because it reminds you what the United States should do in a time like this. Is that my opinion? Yeah. Is it the opinion of my company? I don't know. Is it the opinion of yours? I don't know. But I'll tell you what, I think I'm a better person for having that opinion. We need to protect children. Anyhow, so Nancy wants to know if she should invest, especially in light of what's going on in Syria. Keep in mind, last year, at the end of the year, there was this threat of sequestration. A lot of people didn't want to invest. Last year, there was an election. We didn't know if Romney, at some polls, was pretty close. In the end, it wasn't all that close. Romney president, different than Obama president. Romney was going to repeal Obamacare. Healthcare, Affordable Care Act, right? There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of fear about corporate spending, government spending, very high, historically high unemployment rates. And yet the markets rallied 20% to start the year. Now it's down about 4 or 5% from that, but still it's having an amazing year. You can't get that return in the housing market. Well, you could if you speculated, but you could also be bankrupt. Keep in mind the percentage of Americans still underwater in their home is striking. So 23.8% of Americans are upside down in their home, owing more than what it's worth. So should you invest because of Syria? Yeah. The man who's made me the most money in my investment career, and I say this jokingly, was not Osama bin Laden, but Saddam Hussein. Because he would rattle his saber and he'd go into Kuwait and George Bush Sr. would say, you know what, we're going to throw missiles at you. And we did. And it created a great selling situation before, a great buying opportunity once the missiles started throwing. Then he did it again. A couple years later, George Bush Jr. is in office and Saddam Hussein is asked by the UN Hans Blix, weapons inspector, hey, do you got nukes? He's like, get out of my country. Um, but the UN said, you know, hey, part of you going into Kuwait and killing people, we're going to punish you and we're going to look for weapons of mass destruction so that you don't pull this off again. UN said that to Saddam Hussein, and, you know, he said, screw you guys, get out of my country. So eventually George W. Bush says, you know, we're going to come in and take you out of power because we can't afford to have a madman with missiles. Syria is really close to Israel. So, Nancy's question is, should I invest in light of all this craziness in the world? And the answer is yes, because we've seen it all before. 9-11, a terrorist attack in the United States. Ultimately, a buying opportunity. So there's fear that drives us in the short term that creates buying opportunities in the long term. Now, the question is, if we are hitting you know, all-time high, like Tesla. I had, someone asked me yesterday, should I buy Tesla? at my office at Cron, Channel 4 News. And I said, well, it's up over 300% for the year, so you're chasing performance. That's the person who's going to get hurt because they're not afraid. They're greedy. Stocks don't always run higher. Elon Musk came out yesterday and said, you know what? Our stock is unreasonably high. 
For him to say that, he basically knows he can't fulfill expectations of that high of a stock. Now, I'm paraphrasing, by the way. We've had an interesting pattern in the last several years with a lot of the same basic start points. We saw in 2002, 2011, 2012, where you have macro concerns, basically of a policy nature. You've got Europe and aftershocks. You've got mid-year slowdown in the U.S. economy and world economies. Then you get a 10, sometimes 20% correction. That's happened in 2010, 2011, 2012. It's happening this year. Now, this year, we're just not getting a big pullback. We're in a seasonally weak period. We've got the forces of the Fed meeting, the sequester, now Syria. So we've got a lot of things to worry about. That's called the wall of worry. It's great for long-term sentiment because it stops some people from investing. You don't want everyone investing. You want some people being afraid. The short-term sentiment has been you know, tracking what the market has done. A couple of weeks ago, most of the traditional measures of sentiment, whether it's the Association of Americans Independent Investors or whether it's Investors Intelligence, they've got to the levels indicative of at least short-term excess optimism, which ultimately means if everyone's optimistic, we should pull back. I like this. Labor Day weekend, every couple that I know of is going to sit on a deck with a beverage of their choice, hopefully adult beverage. They're going to start, you know, talking about their 401k. Are we, you know, on track for retirement, honey? We should have taken this vacation a long time ago. So investors should let their portfolios tell them when it's time to do something, in my opinion. Don't try to figure out which Yahoo on television whether it be me or anyone else, is going to have the right short-term call in the market. If your equity allocation is now gone down by virtue of the pullback we've had, and you're underexposed, whatever asset class it is, your portfolio is telling you it's time to do something. So take a look at your portfolio, and you could now see what you need to invest in. Don't rely on market timing. Don't rely on speculation. Take a look at your stocks, your large cap, your mid cap, your small cap, your international, your emerging markets, and your income, and anything that's underperformed, that's where you should be putting new dollars towards. Now, I say if you're worried about Syria, fight that worry and invest in small cap U.S. companies. You can still play the game and have that worry. If you want to own that worry, you can do it. Now, Nancy's meeting with a person from J.P. Morgan. I think that's a huge mistake. I think she should do it herself. I know you're saying, that sounds off. A lot of the people at J.P. Morgan push product. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to be a, a broker at a bank at this point in time. I don't like getting my mortgage products. I don't like getting my investment products at banks. I like getting my banking products at banks. Checking? Yes. Everything else? No. I, my mortgage is I get in from a mortgage lender, not a bank. I want experts. I don't want flunkies who sit in a, in a, a desk pushing products for a bigger company. They're good at what they do. They'd leave that company, in my opinion. Hey ho, hey ho, hey ho, hey ho. It's Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Got a big event coming up in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel, September 12th from 6.30 to 9. It's a retirement event. Lots more details to talk about, but you've got to read them at robblack.com and sign up at robblack.com.
Stadium. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So welcome into the show. I'm Rob Black. Um, hopefully, if you're new to the show, you're maxing out your 401k, your 403b, your 457. Hopefully, you have a budget. I just did a awkward but loving at best reason why Siri is important. I have a heart. Hopefully you have a heart. I make mistakes. I know you make mistakes. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. <clears throat> a lot of stories out there today that are interesting moral debates. And you know, does McDonald's owe it to their employees to pay higher wages? Does Wendy's? Does McDonald's and Wendy's? Does Yum Brands? Does Macy's? Does Victoria's Secret? I think when you look at the Occupy movement, you can see that there's a lot of people being left behind. There's a lot of inequality in the United States. You know, there's a crazy statistic that I could throw out at you of inflation. Between 2000 and 2012, the cost of two all-beef patties climbed 72%. Over the same period, fast food worker wage increased just 33%. From 6.52 an hour to 8.78. That's seven cents above inflation. 33% growth versus 72% growth. So back in 2000, workers who worked at fast food could afford basically 2.6 burgers. Now they could purchase only 2.02. That's showing you that it's not keeping up. They're falling behind. Congress last voted to raise minimum wage in 2007, and Barack Obama's call to raise it to $9 an hour from 7.25. It's recently gone nowhere with lawmakers. Certain states set minimum wage above the minimum standard, the federal standard. McDonald's has said historically we've been an above minimum wage employer. Now, again, if you look at corporations, and I know this is insensitive to say, but corporations are defined by the IRS as living people. If you look at that, you quickly go, do they have to pay minimum wage, right? That's your that's the argument. I can say I don't want to be forced to pay a million dollars to an employee just because someone tells me to, or minimum wage just because someone tells me to. I want to figure out where the profit levels are in the business, and I want to adjust set it accordingly. I want my quote unquote employees to be happy and content, and feel they're getting a good pay for their salary. If I were a fast food worker, my advice, or if I had a son who was a fast food worker, my advice would be, you have to go get a better job, because that's a low-paying job. That's meant for teenagers who live at home. But in our economy, with so few jobs out there, with so few jobs created, especially during the Great Recession, see, I don't even know if we'd have this debate if we didn't have the big recession that we had. Maybe, maybe it would just be, again, people who fall behind. Maybe it would just be the tragedy that, like, hey, at least that's not me. At least I don't live in that neighborhood, so to speak. 
anyhow, there's a lot of debates out there, and uh, hopefully, my family, we grew up in an interesting environment, and we're flawed. We're not very close to each other. We had a father who was um, not necessarily present because of his drinking, but he taught us to debate, and debate's good and it's healthy. Just because you and I disagree don't mean we don't dislike each other. Although I still think anyone who believes in the Iditarod is a masochist who, who hates dogs. Some things need to change. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 77, NASDAQ up 40. Taking a look at some of the stories out there today, global equity markets are rebounding. Tomorrow's going to be a very slow day on Wall Street because people are checking out today to get a four-day weekend in. Or maybe, if you're lucky enough, like a 10, 11, 12-day weekend, global equity markets rebounding. Oh, Labor Day on Monday. Markets are closed. So participants in the market are watching Syria. Second quarter GDP was revised to 2.5% from 1.7%. Strength in consumer discretionary financials, technology, telecom services, and industrials. Weakness today at energy materials and utilities. Second quarter GDP getting revised up doesn't really mean much. It's past performance. It'll look good in the history books. Like, hey, we had a better quarter than we thought. You want GDP somewhere between 2 and 4%. But really, what you really, really, really want is a trajectory of an increasing. And at some point in time when it starts to stabilize and go down, because it's not going to go up forever, that's when the markets are going to correct. And the markets will typically correct before that. So the recent strength in the stock market now makes a little bit more sense in hindsight. We were going up on what we thought was 1.7% GDP when it actually turned out to be 2.5. We'll take it. Trump University getting sued this week because the New York Attorney General has said that, you know, it's not a university. It's an, you can't call it that. You're not accredited. And the Attorney General went on to say that things you're promised to meet Trump and you actually get a picture with a cardboard cutout of Trump that's pretty humiliating but on top of it I I think the people that work at these you two can be a millionaire I'm not going to say they're they're the worst people in the world I could say it would be a deal breaker I would rather date a smoker than than date someone who worked at Trump University or Trump Institute Can you get wealthy by some of the crazy things that he says? Yeah. But can you lose a lot of money? Absolutely. Is he a service that's good? I just think he's taking advantage of his celebrity. I guess I'd do it too if I could. I don't know. I haven't so far. I do have an event coming up. It's not a university event, but it is a retirement planning event. You can learn more. It's at Los Gatos at the Tolhouse Hotel. September 12th, 639. Sign up at robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.